everyone, and welcome to Pocket Knockers. Today, oh. we're doing something we've never done before. We're doing a live recording of a podcast. And we've got, of course, on top, right above me, Stu the Ruddy Brummy. How's it going, Stu? Hello, it's going delightfully well, thank you. How are you both? Well, th- yeah. this isn't the intro for the podcast, just to clarify. This is the intro for the stream. There'll be another intro to follow. <laughs> oh, brilliant. That's oh, great. I have to, yeah, I have to introduce myself again. No, no, yeah. no, no. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, you will. Fucking hell. Yeah, yeah, you will. Oh. You're making this difficult. Don't, don't worry, Stu. You fucked up so badly that time, you'll have a chance to recoup right, okay. and do it again. I'll, I'll try. I'll try. Well, don't try too hard. You know, what usually when I try <laughs> too hard, you know, you just do a poo. You burst into flames. <laughs> Something along those lines, yeah. How's everyone had, been today? I had a kebab How's last it? night and I was on the toilet about three times before I could get to sleep. <laughs> do you have ca- everything after you've had a kebab? You get kafarts, kashits, kasik. Yeah, so I, I, I had a kebab and then I had a, a, a dirty poo. Uh, <laughs> then I went downstairs and then I had a stream uh, on, you know, Twitch, not talking about I was going to say, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, then um, after that, I went to bed and I was like, oh, I'm knackered. I'm lying down. As soon as I lay down, I got comfortable. I just placed this. And um, I went, okay, I've got to go now. And I went <laughs> for about you know five minutes later, I came back and when I lay down another five minutes, it just went again. I was like, fucking hell. I think it was the chili sauce. <laughs> more, more than likely. I get really bad curb heartburn if we're using that uh if we're using that joke, heartburn, uh sickness, uh and reflux. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ed and I both suffer with that too. Ed yeah. on a more medical way. Mm. Um where he's asleep and then he gets lumps of it in his mouth, which is great. Yeah, I choke in my sleep, it's great. Have, have you got a hernia, Ed? No. It's, oh. um, I, t- I think I've got a dodgy flappy valve or something. Because oh, um, so I've got, it just comes I've up. got, I've got hiatus hernia and that's, oh, that's, one, yeah. that's one of the things. So you, you might have one of them. I guess without further ado, should we just do another intro for podcast? Mm-hmm. Fucking hell. Make it easy. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hello everyone. And welcome to a Pocket Knockers podcast. It's episode 16, and we got Stu the Brummy with us. Lovely stuff. Oh, and Ed, how are you? Yeah, I'm all right, thanks. Lovely. Yeah, lovely intro. I can't wait. So, <laughs> Ed, thank you very much. <laughs> Have you ever had a kebab, Ed? Have I ever had a kebab? Yeah. Have you thought about having a kebab? Have you ever, I had you one last one night, actually. And oh, did I, you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what I, I, <laughs> I shat what through the eye of an Well, I've got an Eerie and Dana t-shirt on. Yeah, there that's funny. Tell us all fucking about it. <laughs> well, <laughs> when I wear this t-shirt, I get terrible heartburn and reflux because I've got a hiatus hernia. Uh, does that mean it's on holiday? <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it's on hold. They shouldn't call it a hiatus hernia because it's all the time. It's never on hold, if anything. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Which brings me to our series. Oh, series? <laughs> well, that's that. That's what we're doing, everyone, today. It brings me to the topic of today's podcast, which is, indeed, not only series, but ones that took place between the 1960s and the year 2000. Yes, some old ones coming in there. I can, I can already feel the gestation happening in people's minds about all the wonderful things that took place during those years on television. Stu, please yes. do tell us why did you choose that particular generation? Because that was without prompt. That was without me saying, yeah. well, we've actually done a series one with Aiden before. You, there was none of that. You just went, no, you're going to have only those years and you'll fucking deal with it. Yeah, well, I, I wanted to choose uh, sitcoms and then I kind of thought that I might be possibly out of the loop the last few years with sitcoms. So I'll pick a nice range of years. I don't know why I picked the 60s, but I suppose I'm, I was just thinking about like Hancock's half hour. And I guess that's just, when the BBC really kicked back into gear. Um, yeah. Pro- you know, properly. I mean, I can't yeah. think of anything pre-1960. Um, when did they come back on the air? Was it nine? It was was it? I can't remember when it was actually because I know it was after, obviously after World War Two. They started like mm-hmm. d- just days before um, World War Two kicked off, and then they went off the air um, until the end. And I can't remember when they came back now. Uh, uh, me neither. But uh, I just thought, yeah. I mean, I probably should have gone seventies onwards, but again, there's some very some well, great stuff from the sixties. I'm glad you didn't because there will be one on my list that uh, is is from the sixties. Excellent. So, there you go. Uh, what's the early, what, what do you reckon the Mike? What do you reckon the earliest like time for a comedy series you'd remember? I there's a bit of a weird question because yeah. if you mean what's the oldest comedy series that was current at the time of me watching it was, it would oh, probably be like, the yeah, Fast Show. Okay, yeah, that um, mm-hmm. I think I'd was be with a, you on that. Yeah, the Fast Show was '94, um, and I used to be able to get away with watching that because it didn't have swearing in it, so it was all no. just fun. A lot of these sort of adult jokes and everything within it, I obviously had no idea what was well, going like, on, but my parents would laugh and I would go, oh, <laughs> isn't that funny, Daddy? <laughs> <laughs> the one from the fashion I'm thinking would be awkward is the um, the, the naturist couple. Yeah. Uh, we <laughs> yes. next door and like, hello. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Um, uh, but um, uh, the, uh, on, well, I tell you what, we could do our lists, couldn't we? Round one, the good ones. We could not the series. We could talk about the ones that are on a list, and then that would answer your question, would it not? I guess it would. That's a ruddy good idea. It's like I almost planned that segue. <laughs> uh, which oh, I did not. Do um, that segue. All right, I'll, we'll start with your wheel then. So my wheel, your wheel. Go, 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 go through the, the list. So, first of all, it's The Far Show, 1994. Uh, Red Dwarf coming in at 1988. Uh, but I didn't watch that until I was in my 20s, I don't think. I remember they started repeating it in, in the, the mid-90s, which is when I mm-hmm. caught it. Uh, they used yeah. to show it, at okay. nine, I think it was like 9 o'clock on a Friday night on, um, on BBC Two. 
mm-hmm. repeating it. That's when I started catching it. Very specific there, Edward. Mm. I think it was at nine o'clock on BBC Two, just after, <laughs> uh, I don't know, fucking, what, what the hell else was on on BBC Two at night? Top Gear? No. Yeah, that would have been BBC Two at that point. It, uh, if, it, if it was mid to late 90s, it could possibly have been uh, uh, Bottom followed by The High Life or the other way around. Uh, or, I remember they used to show Bottom as well. They used to do good Friday night comedy, like comedy yes. repeats. That's where that's um, Bottom. Oh. Uh, I think that's where I caught the young ones as well, actually. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they had some uh, Fist of Fun that was on around that time. I'm sure it was Fist know. of Fun followed by The Fast Show. Or maybe the other way around. I think The Fast Show used to be on Tuesdays or Thursdays. And I know it's a weird... I remember this is because uh, my my... My mum used to go out those nights, and then me and the old man, we used to watch shit like the fast show. Oh, oh, yeah. that's nice. Those are those are nice memories, aren't they? Yeah, that's what I've, I've got. Very fond memories of fast show for that reason. Mm. Oh, I, uh, my dad used to. Sorry, if I'm rambling. My, no, my no, da- no. My, my dad and I used to uh, rent like the young ones, Red Dwarf and Blackadder, and stuff like that, and and watch them when I'd go and stay with him. So, like, kind of Brit- British sitcom. Comedy mm-hmm. is. I've got a, a kind of really good affinity with that, and yeah. again, there's there's some nice memories associated to those. Yeah, <laughs> Papa. <laughs> I'll I'll be sure to play violin music on that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also have the Good Life. I don't know where I started watching the Good Life. I absolutely loved it though. Uh, that was 1975. That came out. They repeated um, that in the 90s. I remember it. Mm-hmm. I think it was probably when you did it. I think I can't remember when it was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Friends, 1994. We all know what that is. Last of the Summer Wine, 1973. I'm Alan Partridge. To be honest, I thought this started in like 2001 or whatever it was, but it's actually 97. Um, Faulty Towers, 1975. Uh, I was really just fucking through the roof to get this one on the list. Jackass, the first episode aired November 2000. Oh, okay. Uh, Black Books, uh, 2000 again, and Father Ted, 95. And I do have some honourable mentions because when we were, when I was first compiling this list, I thought it was like decades, right? So I thought I could get away with like up to 2010. Mm-hmm. And that meant that I could have had my absolute favourites, such as IT Crowd, Mighty Boosh, even Little Britain, even though it hasn't aged very well. But back in the day when it was on TV, I remember everyone just being in school and just, yeah, but no, but, and all that fucking shit. It was the best. Uh, and Ideal as well. But that was, uh, they're all ideal. You know, two th- 2003 I, to 2006. I fucking love you, Michael, because I wanted to bring Ideal up. Ideal is the one where I thought, I can't put it in the list. And I, oh, really? I actually watch it every fucking year, back to back. I really? fucking love it. Yeah, it's quite short, isn't it? it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, there was My, actually quite more more series than you remember. Um, oh, really? There was, yeah, I, I can't remember how many. Five, maybe. Um, okay. 
But yeah, I guess it's because they're just shorter episodes. Nowadays, we're used to series being like 45 minute, an hour, an episode. Um, When you go back and watch something that's like 20, 25 minutes without adverts, Mm -hmm. uh, that you could just finish a series off. Mine was The Mighty Boohshed. That one was. Uh, when I was younger, it characterized me. I absorbed it. It was unique. It was funky. It had loads of shit going on. It related to that alternative scene that I was in. Um, and I absolutely love it to this day. Yeah. Um, and I can't fucking have it in this podcast. Uh, if, <laughs> if we could, I looked for another one and I thought if we could have done it, uh, if I could have done it, I would have put it in just to piss people off because I enjoyed it. And that's two pints of lager and a packet of crisps. Because oh, yeah. I know no, I, 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 yeah. everyone loves to fucking hate that. No, I, I loved it sincerely. I uh, absolutely great. The only thing I remember about that is there was an episode where uh, he gets really excited that his girlfriend's going out so that he can have a wank. Yeah, yes. <laughs> that, is, that is literally that. That is the only yeah. episode I think I've ever seen of that show because yeah. uh, I was they did a, a Halloween zombie apocalypse one. They did, did it they really. School. Yeah, yeah. I'm just a curmudgeon. I think there's think just think things like that. Oh dear, how I met your mother and stuff. I fucking as hate. Well. I, I hate that. How I met your mother. Oh good, there but, you go. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, it's it, but two pints has become one of those ones that it's cool to hate. Um, yeah. And uh, yes, it's fucking, it's corny, it's shallow, it's crass, and I love it. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. I remember one of my favourite jokes. They called. Uh, Johnny called his son Corinthian mm-hmm. and he was he was sneaking off to, I think to go to the pub I can't remember but he just his uh, wife who's uh, Sheridan Smith is doing absolutely amazing by the way love her mm-hmm. uh, was in the kitchen doing the washing up or whatever and he just goes I'm just going to take Corinthian to the yeah <laughs> and she was just like yeah okay then <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah maybe yeah. maybe maybe I need to revisit that um, Definitely, and it, add your good list, sir. Yeah, oh, well, I'll just don't go past when Ralph Little well, uh, left, and you're good because it was yeah. rubbish after that. Yeah, they did. In fairness to them, they did actually name the episode "Jumping the Shark," didn't they? Well, that's how he died. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, because they they took yeah they took the old "Jumping the Shark," which was from what was that from? Happy I'm days. Trying, happy days. Yeah, um, they they, they did they did that. He went on holiday, uh, um, and he had a, a skiing. For a skiing event in America where he had to jump over a shark and then he got eaten by the shark off screen. Oh, that's, that's pretty um, genius, to be fair. Yeah, because they knew exactly what they were doing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. Ralph Little. He's, he's, uh, he, he's yeah. very good. He disappeared. They always kept talking about doing a reunion. Maybe they did and I just yeah, um, watched they it. They did but- a a couple of things on social media where they were sat in the set of... Um, what was their pub called? I can't remember now. Was it the? It um, hang on, uh, the Archer. The the, yes, because yes, it was it the was, Archer. Uh, because in the first series you had the Mayhew and the Archer, which was uh, named after the producer. Was it Paul Mayhew Archer? Which is why. Oh uh, right, okay. Mm. I know that if you'd find that on Google Maps now, it's actually like a Buddhist center. <laughs> yeah, I think it. Yeah, it was. I think it was a, a like a, a like a Chinese restaurant for a while, and the, yeah. You know what these sets like? It is actually it was a pub back in the day, mm-hmm, you know. Yeah. But yeah, they've uh, changed it. Um, but in answer to your question that you almost asked, Stu, Mighty Boosh was two thousand and three. Right? No, no. I was going to say when was the radio show on? 
Oh, ah. Radio show was before that. Yes, oh, radio yeah. show was. I think ninety uh, late nineties, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, let me just have a little shudly bap tow. Ninety-eight. Ninety-eight. Christ, man, wow. isn't it? Oh, yeah, well, that's, that's a lot earlier than I was expecting it to be. Yeah. 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 I, I'm, I'm indifferent about the Mighty Boosh. I absolutely loved it up until series three and then when Noel Fielding turned into Noel Fielding which probably makes no sense but it does in my head yeah when the whole the whole uh king of the goth thing yeah I kind of lost lost it a little bit along there but I absolutely love the first two series um uh I've got yeah, I've it, got fond memories of them, but was the third series when they, they weren't in the shop, but they were just in the flat? Was I talk? Did I talk over you? Yeah, you talked over a good no. joke. Yeah, the, th- the third ones where they'd got yeah, where they'd got the where they had got the shop with the flat. The first one was in the zoo, and what's this? I can't remember where the second one was. They were in uh, the the, 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 the Naboo Naboo Naboo-porium or something like that? Naboo-tique. Yeah. Naboo-tique, that's it, yeah. That's it, yeah. I absolutely love Julian Barrett. Like, everything he's in, like Mindhorn and just, oh, it's all fantastic. Have you uh, watched Flowers? I've, I have watched Flowers. It's amazing. That is, that he, made me cry. Yeah, he's absolutely incredible yeah. in that. Um, and, yeah, I, I just think he's he's fantastic. Noel Fielding, I can, I, I can take or leave him. I have peaks and troughs with him. Uh, a little bit like almost like not that they're the same to what Russell Brand sometimes I think, oh, I do quite like him. And then I think, no, I don't like him. And then they, they're kind of uh, inter- intertwine. Um, but yeah, but the Mighty Boosh first two series, brilliant. I, I am with you. It, for the third series, for me, you are absolutely right. They do get worse as it goes on. Um, but I think looking back at it, the way I felt then was at least they're still doing it. And yes. I will just absorb anything they do. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's quite quite plain to see that they did get worse. With regards to uh, Noel Fielding as a human, I think he's, I, I do like him. Oh, uh, yeah, um, yeah. I But I do also very much understand what you mean about Russell Brand. I share, like, I completely understand his comedy his takes how his hot takes and he's an extremely clever man yeah um and he comes across arsy and mm. he then you can tell he's picking subjects for fights not just because he cares about the subject well, not because he cares about the subject maybe yeah. at all but because he knows that's going to rile people up get an audience and he's made success from that uh, and uh, all the all the best to him of course but uh, it's just not something that I would like to be a part of. He's the he's the comedy equivalent of that. What's his name? The guy does Good Morning. What's his face? And he walked off. Piers Morgan. P- he's the comedy long-haired gothy Piers Morgan. You, you know, I said that you can swear as much as you want. I didn't mean to yeah. go that far. To name, I don't want to hear. Anyway, that's enough about things that. I'm sorry. The year 2000. Yeah. Let's talk yeah. about Ed's good list from the 1960s uh, on to the. 2000s and Mike, Mike is right. I talk talk over people. It's like I start thinking ahead of what to say, and I'm trying to find the right place to put it in, and I talk over people. So. He will tell me off for it, and rightly so. That's all well, right. I'll say. Like I just talked over him now, just now. <laughs> right. Good. Good. Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, yeah, my good list um, starts with The Young Ones, 1982. Uh, absolutely love it. That was one where um, it was being repeated on BBC Two. And I remember my mum saying, oh, you should watch this. My brother and my sister, there's a generation gap between my brother, uh, my brother, sister and me. And she said, they used to watch this. You'll like it. And I fucking loved it. I still think it's better than Bottom. Um, I've uh, never watched it. It's great. What? Uh, you so oh, you've you've have you watched bottom no all right carry on with your list Ed. <laughs> before i kick this <laughs> before I, something um, gets thrown when yeah there's the 60s one step time and son oh brilliant um, yes yeah i used to watch that with uh, my old man as well and i fucking loved step time and son um, then 1991 foot in the grave, um, which spanned, I think it ended in 99 or 2000. So it kind of covers our, our decade yeah. there, which is nice. Um, porridge, uh, is another one, 1974, but, uh, before porridge came open all hours. Yes. Also on the list. Um, and Slackata! then. Yes. Thank you. Slack bladder is there. Uh, which I was think I was there thinking, should I choose? I was wondering if someone was going to be pedantic, really, and say, oh, you gotta say choose, you got to choose like one, two, three, or four. But I just put them all in as because because I'm British and a series. Is, yeah, absolutely. It's not a, you know, we're talking series, not season. We wouldn't um, ask you to pick a specific episode of Inside Number Nine. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, fucking hell. It might be the Sheridan Smith one again, actually, But uh, if you're talking about uh, Inside Number Nine. <laughs> uh, Monty Python's Flying Circus, 1969. Uh, then we've got Only Fools and Horses, 1981. I have chosen that. That's, one, that's another one again, because people think, oh, it's a bit... People start getting very hipster when it comes to comedies, and it's, it's, do, it's do too you think mainstream. Oh, God, no. I, I, I mean, I don't like Only Fools and Horses. But the only reason for that is my mum, my, my mum's ex was so obsessed with it that I grew to dislike it, even though I did used to really like it. Um, but yeah, oh, that's a shame. I, do, I, I, I wouldn't think that about Only Fools and Horses. It feels like one of those uh com- comedy mainstays in the UK that like e- everybody loves it's an institution uh, an institution <laughs> yeah. yeah got a couple of things to add uh yeah. whilst we're talking about this everyone listening uh ed does have a, a little mask of rodney behind him Dave. um there he is uh and also i thought this was earlier than 81 i thought this was 70s so that's no, quite no. i think it's cuz it's based in the 70s am i right no, it's based in current current time. You know, as I of guess, I guess it's because Rod uh, Del Boy's flat is obviously designed to look a bit outdated yeah. and tacky, yeah. mm-hmm. and that gives it that seventies feel for me. I guess yeah. with that it's florally this- carpet and Art Deco shit kicking about. That's it, exactly that. Yeah, I'd, I'd say so because um, it's um, they, they, it's nice because they hark that back to uh, Rock and Chips, which is another divisive one um but there you see them when they first move into the flat in uh rocking chips like in the 60s or whenever it was and some of the deco is still the same right um 
Yeah. Sorry, Rock and Chip. Is that a, Rock and a, Chips? A, it was a it was a prequel series to Only Fools and Horses, which had James Buckley star as Del Boy. Yeah. <laughs> Say no more. I mean, it, I don't. I like quite like the Inbetweeners, but I don't like the idea. It, of It was more of a, it was more of a dramedy than a, yeah, a, a full comedy. It wasn't even a fun. <laughs> it okay, had good moments. On. It did have good moments, but not all. Yeah, of them. not enough of. Uh, didn't didn't so, ever watch so did it. 1945 Ed, but we, we don't talk <laughs> about that, do we? Yeah. Right. Um, Mork and right. Mindy. Mork and Mindy, yes, is I th- I thought I'm not finding any American series here. Uh yeah. I, I was going to put friends in again, uh, like like Mike did, but he beat me to it. Um I could probably think of some others, um, but uh there we go. And uh lastly, uh 1997, Brass Eye. Mm. That is absolutely sublime. I think yeah. that's Christopher Morris at his finest. Yeah. Um, I actually saw Christopher Morris first in IT Crowd um, in the uh, first series. Yeah. But um, yeah, Brass Eye. I remember someone said, I think I was watching IT Crowd with him on it. And I was like, oh, I love this guy. And then they said, did you watch a Brass Eye? And I was like, no. And then I did watch it. And my God, it's absolutely amazing. I'm sure most people listening have indeed uh, watched Brass Eye before. He's a brilliant writer as well. Um, and dire- uh, did he, I don't think he directed it, but did, did you ever watch Four Lions? The yeah. film? Because he directed yeah, that. that. Um, is that the the terrorist group? Yeah, that's yes. right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I have he watched directed, that. Uh, Kate loves that film. Uh, yeah, she keeps asking to watch it again, favorites. but we never get around to it. Rubber Diggy Rapids is great. That's uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> um, an interesting fact about Chris Morris. Um, that not a lot of people know. Did you know that he's got a birthmark covering nearly half of his face? Oh, is that what it is? I thought yeah. it was acne scarring. No, he's got. Uh, but he always wears makeup on when he's, um, you know, when he's when he's on set. Oh, mm. okay. There you go. Well, the more you know, the more you know. I was never sure whether it was a a birthmark or whether he'd been in a a. a for the fire or or something because I've seen pictures of him like at award ceremonies and it's it's very obvious but something I've never googled so thank you very much he's got glorious big curly hair he does but when you do um when he has got makeup on you it, it covers the coloration but you still get the pitting so it looks like an acne scar which oh, is what yes. I always thought it was yeah, yeah it's a very distinguishing feature isn't it uh, yeah dis- distinguishing feature yeah Pete's yeah, but he's he's a bloody brilliant bloke. I mean, because um, I mean the day to day once again, precursor to Brass Eye, and um, that's where Alan Partridge uh, originated from as well, wasn't it? The day to day, it was. He used indeed. to do the sports section. Uh, well, yes. actually, I think he did the radio, the radio shows before. I was, ju- I was, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know how deep and geeky you want me to go, so I'm keeping my mouth. Oh, if, it's Alan, if it's Partridge, go for it. <laughs> well, it, yeah, it was, it, it was from the, the radio show. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> what you said, what, what you said. <laughs> Thank you for your input. Yeah. Stu. Um, right. Okay. Um, let's spin those wheels, shall we? Okay. Uh, Stu, whose wheel would you like us to spin first? Uh, we'll go for yours, Ed. Oh, thank you, because I already had it selected. Um, Bow selector. 
Oh, oh yeah. that would have been a good one. What like, was that? Oh, fuck. I, 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 like, I, I hate the term guilty pleasure, but a lot of people don't like Bow Selector, but God, some of it was... Uh, so the Marilyn Manson... <laughs> where he's where he's uh he's got he's got a, a manatee or he's on a boat and he keeps talking to this American guy and he keeps calling him Mildred. It's Mildred. Is that a manatee? Is it Mildred? And the guy just gets more and more pissed off. Uh, anyway, sorry, carry on. I need to rewatch it. I think. <laughs> it's, it's, I really fancy beans and liver. <laughs> beans and liver. Dude, liver. Beans and liver. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a horrible feeling here. It's broken. Yeah, so it says walk because I've got the ampersand in it. And uh, it says Mork and Mindy. People listening, don't worry about it. But if it says (laughs) more, if it comes up with Mork, it means Mork and Mindy. Um, Right. Shall I uh, I spin that fucking wheel? Yes, please. Spin it! Diddly, 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 diddly. Oh, look, Mork and Mindy. <laughs> Mork and the Mindies. Oh, Morkison and Mindyson. Uh, um, Morkelford and Mikkel. Right, moving on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mike's Mike's good wheel. Uh, I was really hoping oh. I wouldn't have got Mork and Mindy actually because it's the one I have. I watched a couple of episodes a little while back, but I don't. I know. Spin it again. No. No. Spin it again. No. No. I'm breaking the rules. Spin it again. The rules are the rules. <laughs> Them's the rules. Is there a TV um, show called Mork? No, I think you should exactly. spin it again. Spin it again. I, think you, I think you should spin it again. Oh, fuck my life. Right. Okay. No, I don't want to. <laughs> All right. Okay. Right. Uh, I mean, you're honestly, you don't have to if you don't want to. No, no, no. Too late. You tick, fucking tick, 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 tick. Oh. All right. Only fools and don't spin, spin, no. spin it again. Go on, spin it again. Brilliant. Okay. Uh, right, Mike, your wheel. I'm going to get confused. My I was wheel. Like, only Mork and Horses. Uh, <laughs> only, only Mork and Mindy's. We've got the podcast title right there. Um, oh, yeah. Mike's good wheel. My, well, uh, yeah. And... Faulty towers, Larry Twats. Flat faulty powers, lovely stuff. Are they they two staples of British comedy? And they are. They're both. Oh yeah, in the same era ish. Yeah, I was going to say they fight for Christmas Day number one spot. For most watch TV thing, but no, they wouldn't because they're different times. They are different times. We are talking only Fools and Horses eighty one and Faulty Tower seventy five. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm quite happy with that selection, that bow selection. Uh, so yeah, uh, Stu, you can go ask what you want to either one of us. You start start where you want. All right then. Uh, so, oh God, Mike, what's it about? It's about uh, a very, very angry tall man who manages a hotel um, in Torquay, specifically. 
he has a wife who's uh, very controlling, but normally always correct. It has a very small Italian uh, waiter and, you know, sort of general help around the house and a rather beautiful hostess. Um, and uh, you join them on their comical stories as they get different visitors, get put in different situations. Uh, is he Spanish? He's Spanish. <laughs> is there any Spanish casual chance? racism in 40s hours? Sorry? Is there any casual racism in 40 Towers? I would say it was almost exclusively built <laughs> upon casual racism and things that uh, you can't talk about, such as the war. Um, but it is for that reason that I absolutely love it. I'm sure, and I'm sure everyone else does it too. Okay. Ed, uh, uh, overview of uh, Only Fools and Horses, please. Right, make it shorter falls- than your big Lebowski. Oh, yeah. Okay, Only Fools and Horses. It's a premise about um, uh, two brothers uh, and their granddad. Um, um, the eldest brother, Dell, he's been he's had to raise his younger brother, Rodney, after his mum passed away. Um, he's a wheeler dealer. Um, he he's all about the image. Um, he he's tried to get you know the the, the yuppie image upon himself. Um, but he just looks like, uh, you know, Poundland flamboyance most of the time. Um, um, Selling dodgy goods on the market. Um, And, yeah, it's just about the relationship between the two um, and and their granddad. Um, A lot of the first few few series was more about, you know, what what antics they'd get up to this time. But, yeah, it's... It's great. It's just about, you know, goods off the back of a wagon. Um, and yeah, it's, it's about their, their relationship uh, uh, as, as brothers who obviously they, they have very differing opinions on things. Um, and he's, he's the, you know, Dell does, does a lot of emotional manipulation. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's bloody funny. And it, it's caught the hearts of a nation. Casual racism? Uh, yeah, there was. Okay. Um, I actually watched one of the. Uh, I've, I've said this before um, uh, the to to Flora when we were watching it. There's a couple of um, nods there. Um, for instance, they used a certain slur to, about a corner shop uh, in the first series that mm. uh, just people don't even notice. Yet they're having digs at Faulty Towers. Um, there's a lot of it. Um, it was. It, it was it was that that was the culture then, but it's stuff for us to reflect upon now, really. Oh, well, that was very succinctly and beautifully put. I, I was not expecting a serious answer. Uh, Mike, uh, favorite character that isn't a main character. The major, major, and why is he so great? Because no matter what's happening in the scene, no matter what stresses are going on with Basil and all the shouting and throwing of things and casual racism that's going on, <laughs> he will just barge into it and just go, blah, 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 I want a drink. Where's my drink? <laughs> just bumbling around, knock everything over, and it's great. Uh, this is very apparent in the episode where the moose head keeps falling off the wall. Um, and he keeps in annoying Basil as he's trying to refit the uh, the head to the wall, or mount, I guess you would say. Mount the head. Yeah. Ed, mount the head, Ed. Uh, <laughs> your your favourite. 
<laughs> that, was that a request? I'll, I'll mount your <laughs> head. <laughs> your favourite uh, non-main character? Okay, so uh, definitely not a main character, regular character to me was always Trigger because uh, yeah. he, was, he was hilarious. That's Boise. But um, <laughs> carry on. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Trigger uh, was brilliant. He's, he's just his simple look on life, um, his lack of knowledge uh, or ability to take in information. If you look at him in early series, he wasn't as bad. Um, he was a bit dim-witted, but nowhere near what he was as he progressed throughout. But um, it's a constant running joke uh, about Trigger is he always calls Rodney Dave. Um, it just seems silly and you think, how do they carry on for that long? But you, you, it just goes. It just goes with it. Um, and there was one point where Rodney does finally ask, it's like, why do you keep calling me Dave? That's your name in it. He goes, no, it's Rodney. And he went, oh, I thought it was Dave. And then it's he turns around to someone else. He goes, look, we, <laughs> how long are you going to be? Me and Dave haven't got all day. Or something. <laughs> you know, it's just like straight away, straight out of his head. Lovely. Uh, how yeah, many questions do you want, by the way? Um, I don't know how we're doing for time. It's a good, good, good question. We've been recording for 47 minutes, but we did just chat with chat for 10. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, keep, keep going, you know, go ask what, three more? Three more? Okay. Ed, yeah. uh, favorite Let episode. Way out. Favorite episode. episode. Yeah. Ooh. Um, I think my favourite episode uh, might be the one, uh, I think it it might be the one that first introduces Denzel, um, where they owe Denzel money and they're constantly trying to evade him. And then they find out about this this butterfly um, that is it's supposed to be very rare, uh, expensive butterfly. And they're, they're, they're hiding from him in the graveyard by their mum's grave, as you do. Um, and then they spot it. And the, the end, the, 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 the last act of the episode is them trying to get this butterfly in a graveyard. And, uh, um, they're trying to be as careful as possible. And like he's, he's, he sees them on the lily pad and he's trying to get, trying to get this bloody butterfly. And, uh, like Dell Dell shouts at Rodney, who's Rodney's trying to get it, and he's, he just falls in. And it's just the mess they get into trying to get this one fucking butterfly. And they finally do get it. And and then Denzel comes past um on his on his roller skates. And it's like he just struggles, Denzel, I've got your money. And he's like, he's showing the butterfly. And then Denzel just comes past and does a high five on his hands. He goes, Great, I'll see you at the pub later. And then it's like the realization that the, the money's just been squashed to death in their hands. Lovely. It's about the payout. It's about it's yeah, it's about the, the big build up towards the end. I, yeah. Sorry, I, I I'm not sure whether I can add. I'm not going to. Uh Mike, your favourite 40 Towers episode. <laughs> Um, it's the Germans, of course. Mm. <laughs> I, I think it's probably everyone's favourite episode. Um, for those of you who don't know, and of course, just to answer your questions, Stu, um, the Germans is the episode when there are literally Germans coming to stay at the hotel. And Basil is very overthinking the whole thing by specifically 
telling himself not to mention the Germans, not to talk about, and don't even reference it. They're just people. They're coming in. They need a room. That's all they need. Um, but in doing so, does the exact opposite and um, mentions the Germans a lot. Um, specific one. Trying to think if it's okay to actually say this live on Twitch. Yes, it's fine. Um, <laughs> you, are, you, are, you are quoting... So and I'm I quote, and, and I, I quote. quote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, basically the Germans have an issue with their meal. They keep sending things back. There's issues with it and everything like that. They get into a big argument back and forth with Basil and the Germans. And the the end of the punchline is, well, you started it, and then uh, Basil replies, "No, I didn't. You invaded Poland." <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just oh so good um and it's genuinely still extremely funny to this day um which is always good it's something that you can always tell like a comedy sketch sort of thing we just talked about two pints of uh, lager extremely fondly i feel like if i was to rewatch that i would be riding that nostalgia train quite a bit mm-hmm. um whereas with this i could show this to anyone that has maybe not seen it before and they would still laugh like it was great um but Good. yeah there you go can i add can i add on to this mike and it's a it's it's, it's on a positive um for it it's i'm not trying to swing the vote here but in that in that storyline so um he he ends up heavily concussed and he's in hospital and then he comes back and the reason he's so ditzy about the whole situation is because he can't you know he, he, he he can't really control what he's saying or doing so it's like yeah. it's, it's it's his inner um narrow-mindedness coming out mm-hmm, uh, yeah. which cause which causes the whole situation and yeah, i yeah. think the whole thing is it's not a play on the the racist jokes it's a play upon him having the narrow-mindedness to think that mm-hmm. and somewhere along the line um it just it, it was deemed country, culturally 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 <laughs> inappropriate um, but I, I think the way if you the, the way your mindset looks at it, that's not what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is the, the bit about that one where I don't think that that is the problem. I think it's the bit earlier on where um where he's trying to tell the major that their foreign people will be there, and then the major actually uses quite a mm-hmm. quite yeah. yeah, quite quite a quite a slur. To, towards towards but yeah that that was the bit there but once again that was a that was a play upon him not realizing it's politically incorrect to use that yeah. term but and he just he used it but because he did that was the big thing that really kicked it off um, definitely yeah and I, um, I think and- it's possibly the best episode as well and I'm going to uh, return fire as well um, with, um, and yeah, again, um, I, that scene and that episode for Faulty Towers are iconic. If you find little clips and stuff on YouTube, it'll probably be from that episode. Um, only Fools and Horses, of course. I'm not going to go Batman and Robin. For me, it wasn't that special, but falling through the bar. 
Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, you, you'll probably be able to tell me, Ed, uh, maybe Stu as well. What does he say just before he goes, well, we're untouchable or something? And then he just. He's, he's, like, <laughs> he's, he's like, play it cool, Trig. Play it play cool. cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and um, I watched like a, an interview with um, with him, just like as he. <laughs> talking about how he did it yeah and he said he said it was no problems at all because there was a crash pad obviously just out of shot yeah so as soon as he fell he was safe but he said the hardest part was keeping his arm straight mm. he did it perfectly and he, he did it perfectly in the end yeah it had to be Have- one take because it was in front of a live audience <clears throat> Yeah, um, yeah. So if if they had to do it again, the payoff wouldn't have been as good. It still would mm. have worked. Um, mm. the, one of the, the 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 biggest ones they had was. Um, do you remember when they uh, they pretended to be um, like chandelier refurbishers? Like they'd go and they would they would go yeah. to the chandelier. The biggest thing for that is because they couldn't obviously drop the original chandelier, so they had to have a mock up. Yeah. But the cost of the mock up was astronomical. <laughs> they only had one anyway, Probably, didn't they? Yeah, they had one go, and they, they always talk about you can just see careful on one take where their shoulders are going at it, but they've got to <laughs> be really careful because if they there was one laugh, that would have been it. The whole episode would have been scrapped. Yeah. A, t- a Touch of Glass, was that episode called? Something like that? Possibly. Hmm. Uh, well, I was, was going to say ab- about the falling through the bar thing. Have you ever seen the Stuart Lee comedy vehicle? No. Where he talks about that and... Uh, he, 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 it's, it's kind of typical Stuart Lee where he, he, he rams a joke into the floor and then it starts becoming funny again about how they have a big festival to celebrate the falling th- him falling through the bar and they've got like a big, uh, like huge, like 20 foot um, Dell boy and they've made like a bar out of uh, uh, hay and they have him fall through. Uh, and they all like uh, lip sync along for the episode. Mm, uh, okay. and it's not as funny when I'm explaining it, but um, <laughs> then again. I, I must say, we're talking about all these series, as Ed says, and uh, we went through our list at the beginning. And uh, I, nowadays, when you're talking about games and movies and stuff that I know are probably iconic, especially just like you're talking quite fondly about this, I have learnt if I don't know something or I haven't heard of something, I do say so, um, because it's better that we're on the same level. And mm. it's, it's, it means that you're then, you can teach me something. So I've never heard of Stuart Lee and I've never seen anything he's ever been in. Mm. I just Googled him quickly. Um, he's still uh, current. He's releasing things to this day. He, he is, yeah. D- Dave of Race yeah. and Spectrum fame saw him a few weeks ago, in fact. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. he did. Well, he he yeah. did. Uh, he was part of. Uh, so he was part of the original. Him and Richard Erring were actually part of the original writing team on the day today when it was on the radio. Uh, okay. And there is a running joke that Richard Herring and Stuart Lee actually created uh, Alan Partridge because they originally wrote something for him when it was a radio show. Okay. God, interesting, interesting man that I am. Uh, but yeah, but then they did. <laughs> A sketch show called Fist of Fun, uh, tomorrow with Richard, not Judy, and now this morning just, with Richard and not Judy. Uh, that's the was, one. Yeah, that was morning. my that was my for, my foray into them with um, the Curious Orange, and uh, that's the one. Yeah, was it, was it the Curious Orange? Yes, it was. Because I was wanted to get orange. it right because in, there was a YouTube thing decades ago, the Annoying Orange, which was yes, who was the same thing, pretty yeah, much. Pretty much, yeah. But um, yeah, that, that, I'm, I'm trying to remember who played the Curious Orange now. But he's been at like lots of. He's been you know, abs- uh, Peter in. Putner 
Is he yeah. Big Pop now? He's been but, bit characters and lots of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But he's um, like Kevin Alden in that respect. He's been in loads and loads of things. Uh, okay, right. Uh, okay, Mike, uh, sing the theme tune. Of oh, 40 Towers? Yeah. I can't fucking remember the bastard. No. Now, I've got a thing tune in my head, but I don't think it's, I think it's from something else. <clears throat> I've got. But is yeah, that oh, that's it, yeah. Is, is it. that it? Yeah. Oh, for some reason, I've got to mix that up with keeping, keeping up appearances. Ed. Sing the theme tune, but not the first series, because it had a different theme tune, didn't it? Ah, that's where you're wrong. Did it? The, the first series uh, had a different theme one, tune. One, one episode had the Oh, was it only the, the pilot? Yeah, which was um, oh, created God's by... sake! Which we, I think it was something like they created... I don't know if it was a pilot. I think it was a Christmas special, actually, weirdly enough. But um, they because that was done by Ron, Ronnie Hazelhurst. I was one of the guy I want to say. He used to do all the music and stuff for, for comedy series back then. And he was the mm-hmm. guy that would get the job. And I think they just went, all right, you get it. But then uh, <laughs> then um, John Sullivan did, you know, obviously did the, um, you know... Uh, was the iconic in your pocket. I'll fetch the suitcase from the van. That one. That's what I'm doing. I'm not doing the rest. Uh-huh. <laughs> Want to do the outro music? Oh, um, ah, uh, 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 God. I'll just remember Shepherd's Bush, 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 Bush. There you go. That'll do it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, do you want to make a choice or ask some more questions? Oh, please make a choice. Put me out of this misery. I think I've only talked about as much as I can remember from uh, Faulty Towers. It's quite difficult, isn't it, with Faulty Towers? Because it's a very, very. There's, no, there's only two series. Is that right? Yeah, six five episodes. episodes. Oh, six, hey, six episodes a series. Uh, and Ed, you've got about, what, 300 episodes? Yeah, it's good because I'm cutting it off at 2000, so we can ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> was that the Christmas special where they became millionaires? The the, that was when it should have ended. and then they It should it have back. ended, but, yeah. Uh, but, even though it was God-fucking-awful, there was still the good one when uh, they went to the uh, they went over to France to get the beer, but they accidentally got some blokes stuck in the, in the back. And they had, they had <laughs> it to, became... to tell his family it was Gary. <laughs> what do you like, some piccalilli, Gary? <laughs> <laughs> it became only falls and flogging a dead horse. Yes, exactly. But, so we can we can ignore that because I'm sure that was post two thousand. <coughs> so we're good. That was fucking terrible. I know. <laughs> it's my dad jokes. You listen to my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know how terrible some of my jokes are. No, uh, Okie yeah. dokie. Uh, I think I'm going to go with Only Falls and Horses. Although I prefer Forty Towers, Only Falls and Horses from a, from this sounds like the more interesting show. Yeah. I would agree. I'm I'm more of a Faulty Towers person. Uh, once again, uh, Mike was jumping ahead with the list on this, so he wrote it down, and I was like, "You fucker!" There's a good there's a good few he chose. Red Dwarf would have been on there, obviously. Faulty Towers, uh, and uh, I would have put Friends on there just for the the American bit. Once again, I know everyone thinks it's good to hate it, but I enjoy it. And no, it's fantastically written. It's it's yeah. brilliant. Just go, went on a bit long, and then 
got a bit boring and then kind of peaked peaked again at the yeah, end I think. The, 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 the last season they started off with that horrible fucking Joey and Rachel relationship thing that mm-hmm. to go straight in the bin and they did that and then it was alright again um, but yeah I want I'm I know we're recording this for, but I think I'm going to keep this bit in uh, with Twitch chat. Is uh, Dale also pointed out the part from Only Fools and Horses always sticks with him as brilliance is when Dale takes a beating for Rodney um, because yeah um, he he didn't tell him he just said it was sorted um, and then he walked away. But you saw him walk out and then you saw him getting all the bruises down him. So he didn't oh, tell yeah. him that he took the beating. And it's great because Dale always seems like the guy that. He'll always manipulate Rodney into into schemes so he could make money and he'd always take a higher cut of the money and things like that. He seems like a very selfish perspective. But from that part, you can see that he he still loves his brother a lot and would do do anything for him. Um, yeah, there's, there's, so it, it has moving moments like that. There is some um, like serious emotional moments in, in Only Falls and Horses. And yeah. uh, I mean, it's good that someone like David Jason has got a bit of range to him because um, it could be things like that could be quite insincere if done incorrectly. Uh, but yeah, the, I, I think in regards to the two shows, Only Fools and Horses kind of yeah. does the whole range of comedy, whereas 40 Towers, 40 Towers knows what it is uh, and does that thing very, very well. We, we, well, always, we always have a running joke on these streams uh, throughout certain areas of the community or any of the Merlin is in chat because we he always thinks like um, Nicholas Lindhurst has no acting talent. So it's always, there's never a need for Lindhurst. Hence the Lindhurst max, the masks just to wind him up. But there's a brilliant scene in there when um, uh, Rodney and Dell are trapped in a lift or so they, so Rodney thinks uh, and um, Rodney, and then have, have an argument, and then he's like, he he tells Dell that 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 that, that him and Cassandra lost the baby, and it's really really moving. Um, he it shows you know he 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 really they 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 both do have the acting range uh, yeah for it, and they 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 work so well together. There's, I think there's one. Sorry, there's a bit where Rodney runs away, and he lives in. He's like, I want to say like an air duct or something. Yeah, he's uh, in the vents at the top. And yeah, the only he's reason the they vents. can do he's there because of the, the smell of the wacky backy. Yeah, that's it. But yeah. like, so he, he, he's like, there's a bit where he's like really cold. Yeah. Uh, and he's, he's, and he's generally quite upset by his situation. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's good. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Shut up. Um, uh, I was going to say two things. Uh, one is, of course, with regards to serious acting, a touch of frost with David Jason. Mm-hmm. Um, that's is very good. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I was going to say something that I've forgotten. Oh, yes, we mentioned Only Forces without mentioning the uh, episodes around Granddad's death. And then <gasps> Uncle, Uncle Has Albert anyone seen in. my hat? Uh, yes. It's, it's so well played. It's such a lovely, touching, moving moment, but then they can just pull it away, you know, but respectfully mm. with a little yeah. gag like that where they put his hat on top yeah. of it and then off it goes and it was the vicar's hat. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> I watched a behind the scenes where Uncle Albert came in and everything and there, David Jason said that they were in serious like conversations about just ending it there um, and that they would only continue if they had met like certain criteria or yeah. if they managed to have gel in the same way with someone else, which of mm. course they did with Uncle Albert. Um but yeah, no, uh, tragic loss. Um, and uh, unfortunately, um, 
uh, yeah, Grandad, I think up until Grandad, I preferred those episodes more than the ones with Uncle Albert. Yeah. Um, I mean, Buster but, Merrifield has still had great bits in it. Uh, the, the best one is when they find the German woman in the pub and they don't know right. how to talk to her. And he goes, oh, and, and then, uh, then Uncle Albert's like, I know how to speak German. And he goes, what is your name? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, everyone. Uh, let us spin the wheel for round two and find out. Actually, no, sorry, we'll go through the lists first, yes. shall we? Yeah, uh, with bad lists. Uh, we've only got five options on each wheel, and I am going to be very transparent here, everyone. Um, I uh, really don't know any. Uh, this isn't my era. The 40 years between 1960 and 2000, I wasn't alive a lot. Um, and I didn't watch much TV during those times, nor did I go back and watch specifically bad ones. I watched things like Blackadder, the ones that are on our list so far, because they're notoriously good. I didn't go back and watch things um, that are shit. Mike, can, can I yes. just uh, just say something? Please. It would have been... It would have been helpful if you'd have told me that when I gave you, when I gave you the suggestion. That's not how we roll. <laughs> yeah. If it, oh, that's a shame. I could I could have widened the net a little bit for you. No, 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 oh. no. You 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 asked, you get. Oh, thank and you very much. So we do have five each. Ed is fairly okay with his five, but my five, I've heard of one. And I know very little about that. Uh, so, Ed, start off with yours, because I went first last time. Yeah, very quickly, though. Um, most of these, uh, apart from maybe four, so six out of out of these, including your selection and mine, um, they were... Um, uh, I was, did a stream yesterday, and I was after recommendations, and a lot of these were recommendations from people on stream, so we would have been stuck otherwise. As you said... Um, it's very difficult because normally if it's a bad series, you're not going to know about it unless you saw yes. it at that very point because it's not going to be repeated. So that was bloody brilliant. Yeah, who's wheels first? Oh, sorry, we're going to go through the list, my list. Um, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> right, so um, first one, 1996, Married for Life, which starred Russ Abbott, and it was a UK adaptation of Married with Children. Uh then, then another 1996 one, which was the legacy of Reginald Perrin, which uh -huh. uh, was a continuation of uh, the brilliant Reginald Perrin series uh, in the late 70s. And for some reason, they dragged it back up. Um, then and remade it. Sorry? Oh, they, they remade, remade it. it. But we can't count that one because that was after no. 2000 with uh, Martin oh, Clunes. Yes. Um, then in 1999, uh, there's Days Like These. Uh, which was uh, a UK version of that 70s show. Uh, 1965, a US series, uh, thanks to Taz for bringing this one up, uh, was My Mother the Car, uh, which imagine um, imagine Knight Rider, except Kit is, uh, is Michael's dead mum. <laughs> Cross with Mr. Ed. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. And then uh, the last one, it was uh, a one episode uh, jobby in 1997, written by uh, Eddie Izzard, co written and created by Eddie Izzard, which was called Cows. Uh, Good. My Mother the Car. I mean, have you seen that before, Ed? I watched one episode of it yesterday. 
Okay, well, I mean, I for one hope that that one comes up because I want to learn more about (laughs) what the fuck is going on there. Yeah. Um, So I'm my number one is are you being served? Now, I understand that this was actually quite prolific back in the day, but I didn't like it, so it's on my fucking list. Uh, That is the only one I've ever watched anything from. I've got um, Heil Honey, I'm Home. (laughs) Um, Bottle Boys, uh, 1984 Babes in the Wood, 1998 And, oh, Dr. Beeching in 95 Um, Never heard of any of those before Ed told me to put them in the list Um, And there you you go I'll give you a quick heads up on the Heil Honey on Home Uh, They aired one episode and then the rest of it got cancelled immediately So they they produced six episodes But just... Just to give you a head start on that, just in case. Right, who's wheels first? Uh, Well, you went first last time, so we will go first with Mike. Oh, wow! Let me uh, bring up Mike's shit wheel. And we're going to have a tickety-tick. Tick, 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 Bottle boys. Okay. Get, get researching. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know absolutely nothing about this show, so that'll be really interesting. I, I know it was bad. That's all I know about it. It came up on a lot of lists of bad, and then um, someone else mentioned it. A couple of people mentioned it yesterday as well, so we threw that one in. Okay. Oh, hang on. I've just unplugged my headphones. Yeah, meant to do that. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my shit wheel. Here we go. Tick, 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 I'm allowed to do some research for five minutes while Zed talks to chat. <laughs> oh, yeah, we need to talk to chat. There you go. Sorted. Um, let's have a look. Uh, Taz is very happy that my mother's car came up, which is great. Never like Only Fools and Horses, never find it funny. Uh, lots of people agree. Um, I There's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. As I said, I prefer Faulty Towers to Only Fools and Horses. Um, the Yeah, the episode where Dell gets beaten up by the Driscoll brothers. Uh, so you could have the money for Rodney's wedding. I think that was, yeah, that was it. That was exactly what Dale was talking about before. I uh, I definitely agree with that one. Um, he also says, I think racist people should be definitely called the country inappropriate. Yeah. That, that's a <laughs> fantastic term. Yeah, country inappropriate. Yeah, there we go. Divide you must right be able here. to buy that on a T-shirt. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> So I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to make a T-shirt. There we go. Country. Pocket knockers. With, with, yeah, with, with the pocket knockers stuff. <laughs> <laughs> We're not racing. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, it. Would be a good one. Uh, right. Hopefully, oh. Mike shouldn't have to take long to have a quick gander at this because I think there was only one series of Bottle Boys, and it's a UK oh, yeah, sure. series, so it's like six oh, episodes. Yeah, I just washed it down. It's all done. Yeah, dead. wash it. Wash that bottle down. Sorry, um, I, you didn't actually ever do your Brummie accent. No, no, I avoided that, and now we don't need to return to that conversation. No, we do now. <laughs> Until <laughs> there's one 
uh, I, I shan't say anything about Peaky Blinders that could spoil it for anyone. I know that the finale of it is relatively recent, so. But I thought uh, you were going to do a Brummy accent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, but for those of you who have watched it, you'll know of a character called Arthur, and in nearly every time uh, when he enters frame, he would go, "Rodney," <laughs> which is almost Australian when I say it. It's it's all right. It's yeah. Uh, anything but that isn't shouting. Say, my name is Mike. Um, my my name is Mike. That's all right. That's all right. That's good. My name is Mike. <laughs> okay, it's going one. My name. My name is Mike. My name's Michael Kane. My name is Indigo Mondoya. That was Liverpudlian, that was. My wife's South African, so people just assume that she's a Brummy as well. South African. South African, yeah. I used to work with a South African called Blaze. Oh, did I you? said, is that a common name in South Africa? He went, no. <laughs> <laughs> My mum's just a prick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Okay. Well, yeah, it was a, it was a decent Premier decent accent. Thank you very much. That's okay. Right. Let's crack on with round two. We've got a bad series. I've done a little bit of research. Literally nothing repeatable on camera. I've seen pictures and I can see, I've got the wiki open, uh, which for this round, I'll allow myself to keep it open. It might help. You never know. Okay. Um, but uh, carry on. Okay. How does the theme tune go? Um... <laughs> It goes. Oh no, I'm not running that through there, am I? Um, it Spike goes. It up. Bottle boys, bottle boys, and happening about how Dorset says a milk truck. He's a fucking cunt. Milk truck. The bottle boys hearing the milk. There you go. Oh, you might have just won it by that one. <laughs> by that one question. Good. Oh, excellent. So what's the, what's the premise then of Bottle Boys? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's about a milkman. Okay. Who, oh, this is, this is why this is going to be tricky. Oh, for no. both of us, Stu. Because I said, I'm just going to round three this which would mean that you would need to know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah. But I'm going to lie now and say loads of shit, pretending like I know what I'm talking about, but you're not going to know whether I'm lying or not. So just assume everything's a lie. Should, should I get it up on Wikipedia? <laughs> should we just should both I, read the same article? Should I just, should I just read through the Wikipedia article? Oh, yeah, that sounds all right. That's, that's quite interesting. Yeah. Okay, so who... Uh, who Has it got anybody who've... Any, Anybody noticeable in it? Anybody people might know? Uh, it's got Pat Butcher in it. Right, okay. What does she do? Who does she play? She plays Pat Sharp. <laughs> right. Okay, so they're milkmen in a funhouse? What's going on? Uh, you know more than me. Is there a funhouse involved? I don't know, but Pat Sharp hosted funhouse. God. Gotcha. Um, yeah, so the, uh, <laughs> the funhouse, um, and this is something that you don't see frequently 
on the episodes of Funhouse, but there's a big requirement of fresh milk constantly. <laughs> for the twins. For the, for the twins. <laughs> Tw- twins, Basil, twins. Um, Sorry, Mike, and- might I just interject? Have you ever seen Funhouse? No. No, okay. This is going to be even more interesting then. <laughs> Um, and basically, even though Funhouse was very successful, um, they really tried to milk it. And <laughs> they um, they thought they'd make a series about um, delivering milk to the Funhouse. It's it's not the best. It's really bad, but it's got Pat Butcher in it. Um, right. The part of Dave Deacon was originally written for Jim Davidson, who was by this time moving into sitcom with Up the Elephant Around the Castle, also on ITV, Future BBC controller John Burt during his tenure with London Weekend Television, suggests that Asquith take the part, which I think is something worth noting. Um, why, so, why, so, sorry, what was the show? Jim Day, they wanted, they originally wanted Jim Davidson. What year was this, sorry? Yeah, yeah, this was... 88, did you say? 80, 84. Yeah, that fucking TV series. I wish I had it on my shit list. I forgot about it. Up the Elephant Around the Castle. Fucking horrible. Fucking horrible. Oh, well, it's not as bad as this. I bet it's not. If he turned it down to do Up the Elephant Around the Castle, (laughs) it's got every fucking shit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There are elements of Up the Elephant Around the Castle in uh, Bottle Boys and thus in Funhouse. But... Really, at the end of the day, uh, this is oh, where they this is this is where they jumped the sharks, Stu. And it's, this is this was the inception of the terror uh, that is Pat Butcher dressed up as Pat Sharp. Right. Okay. So, how many episodes were there? Sorry, uh, there's thirteen. There's thirteen. So, is that yeah, two yeah. two series? Two se- Oh yeah, two. Yeah, two yeah, series yeah. and got- a Christmas special potentially. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, Christmas I'm re- at the Funhouse. Except it wasn't Milkmen at that point. It was they were delivering nutmeg. Mate, I'm really trying. Nutmeg, it. eggnog, eggnog. You're trying. I'm really trying. Oh, I'm no. trying. I'm very sorry. Um, can you ask Ed a question? Then? <laughs> right. Okay. First question, Ed. Oh, your, yours was my mother, the car, or whatever it is. Mm. Oh, oh, you see? Okay, yeah. Fine. What? What? What have I done? Well, I was going to fucking quickly watch an episode quieter than you're talking, but also I want to listen to Ed because I want to know what the fuck is about. So, uh, what's the theme tune for My Mother the Car? I'm so fucking glad you asked. I really am. Hang on. Everybody knows in a second life we come back sooner or later as anything from a pussycat to a man-eating alligator. And then it's just like a honk, 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 honk. The, well, you wow. may think my story is more fiction than fact, but believe it or not, my mother did decided she'd come back, and it carries on. Basically, she comes back as a 1928 porter, oh, um, nice. which is brilliant. He, he's he's there looking for a new car, and uh, he stumbles across this battered old thing, and he, he he thinks nothing of it. And then the fucking car's radio starts talking, and. Uh, it's the voice of his dead mum, who decides that she has to come back as a car to help his son through his life. <laughs> and by doing that, she effectively makes everyone think he's fucking mental because no one believes that his, that his car's his dead mum. 
Um, who, who'd have thunk it? Who'd yeah. have thunk? What colour's the car? Well, it's that black and white TV adult. show. It's it's colour. It's color. oh, is it actually? Um, the pilot was done in black and white, but um, they recreated the pilot in colour. Um, oh. It's sometimes on syndication you might see the original black and white, but uh, mainly it's the colour version. So it starts off as a battered old black 1928 Porter, and um, then uh, the first one he um, you've heard pimp my ride. This is pimp my mum. He, <laughs> he takes his mum down a spray shop. And uh, gets her all uh, all all painted up in red. Um, he gives her a nice new sheath, um, also <laughs> the hood for the car, and then drives it back. Everyone thinks he's a, he's a nutter, but then they see what he's done. They're like, "All right, yeah, hopefully it's sell for better now." And he's got this mad bloke. I'm trying to remember his fucking name. Apparently, he was quite prolific back in the um, like comedy and variety scenes. But he was there, and he's known. He looks like the Pringles guy with a massive mustache, but he keeps coming along occasionally, going, "I want to buy your car." Um, um, very off the wall um, character. Considering it, this this TV series looks very similar to like I Dream of Genie, that kind of stuff. Yeah, and then yeah, he yeah. comes along, and then all of a sudden, it's a fucking Laurel and Hardy sketch. Um, there's one <laughs> where bit where, to- where the the lead is standing outside the garage waiting for the car to be resprayed. He's just there looking forward, and then this guy comes along, and he's like. Like dodging left and right, like across the fucking scene. The creaks open these doors, and then there's just this weird noise, and he looks shocked. He turns around, and he's got the spray down because they were respraying the car behind the doors, and it's like, oh, that's funny. <laughs> Cue the laughter track that doesn't exist. There's no laughter track through this. It's like oh. they forgot about it. There's even pauses for laughter. My God, that's weird. Uh, yeah, it's um, what's his name? Jerry Van Dyke's the lead. It's, uh, Dick Van Dyke's brother, right? Um, he he seems like he forgot how to act throughout it. Um, I don't think I've just, seen him in anything else. Everyone seems very um, unenthused with with the whole situation. Uh, mm. if how long did it yeah. run for? Thirty episodes, as in Th- one season. Th- Thirty episodes of one season. Yeah. Um, there, I mean, I'm going to have to open Wikipedia because I can't remember the names of the people. Um, but I just want to. Um, so you've the production team. If we look at it, so you got. Um, I'm going to have to say his name right. Rod Amateo, Rob Amateo, but he created like the George Burns and Gracie Allen show. Um, oh, the co-creator it was Jay Ward, who people might know for the Mary Tyler Moore show. Um, uh, one of the um, one of the writers for it was James L. Brooks, oh. off of Simpsons fame. Uh, yeah, well, weird, weirdly enough, is um, do you remember the Lovematic Grandpa sketch they did for a Halloween special where he was the loveometer? His grandpa was the loveometer. Yes, of the Simpsons. Uh, yes, it was a parody of this. Oh, okay. Uh, I have it on authority as well. I didn't believe this, but they were insistent it's true. Uh, you might have to look it up or not, but this was actually somehow an inspiration for Knight Rider. No, really? Yeah, I mean, it could, talk, it could oh, very- a car that talks, great. And that they just kind of went for that. Should um, we make it good? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. But <laughs> was um, bit, it was. Was it was Knight Rider before or after the A Team? Um. Was no, that's a good question. I think it was after. I would have said after. I'm not yeah, too sure. I, I would have said after too. Yeah, because yeah. I would have said people, people had watched that and then watched 
the A team and they're going, oh, people like action and people like cars. Knight Rider's 82. All right, what Knight came Rider's first, Knight Rider or Airwolf? Oh, yes, or Airwolf. Uh, A yeah. team was 83, so A team was a year after Knight Rider. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Fucking hell. Well, scratch that, that idea then. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah, Mike- it's ridic- ridiculous. It seems like it's got such a stellar cast, but it just... It feels really flat, and it just doesn't make sense. It's like he's driving back from the, the, this this car lot after picking his mum up, um, and um, she, he's saying, "Oh, I can't wait to tell my wife that you're a car now." And she's saying, "You can't do that. Everyone will think you're mad." And he goes, "No, they will understand. They will understand." He gets there. And he's trying to explain to it, and they don't believe him. And I'm thinking, can't she just fucking talk to them too? Yeah, just go and. She sits the there car. in fucking silence, um, only occasionally to alert him by a fucking horn honk that he's been an idiot. That's <laughs> it. And every time he's being an idiot, it suddenly goes, it's just a wah, 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 and it pans to their dog who's just sitting there going, Ruff. it's like, <laughs> this is I, shit. I don't fucking get it. Even the dog knew it was shit. It's. Um, did Kit and Knight Rider talk to anybody other than David? Is it David? Dave. Was it Dave? No, Michael. 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 Michael, Michael, Michael Knight. Knight. Michael of course, Knight. yeah. David. Michael Hasselhoff. David Knight. <laughs> yeah. um, did Kit talk yeah. to anybody else? I can't yeah, remember. I'm sure he did. Yeah. Because he was in. He was in the in the trailer quite often. Yeah, and I'm sure he the, did. The, the um, he would like try and ward people away. I'm sure wasn't there someone tried to take over the car or something, and he was like, "Fuck off!" I don't know. <laughs> But yeah, it was um, created by Alan Burns and Chris Haywood, who had better success with um, The Monsters, Get Smart, mm-hmm. Rocky and Bullwinkle, uh, such brilliant things like that. Um, yeah, it's just very odd. Uh, I can't... Even then, you know, you had things like Ed the Horse. Um, yeah. It, it, was, it was weirder than that. Uh, I got to the, yeah, I thought, I'd thought, I'm sure it's going to be, you know, there might be some funny bits in it. And maybe I would have thought it could have survived with a laugh track. For 30 episodes of that? Um, Yeah, 30 episodes. Fuck. 1965 to 1966. No. Mm, I don't. You see, uh, the fact that it's so long is almost... Mm, taking me the other direction towards the other one. I, I look through plots on this. So the first, I've explained the first plot to you where it's like someone was trying to buy the car uh, and he's trying to, con- he told in the end, because his, his family thought he was mad. He went, oh no, I just thought after it was done up, you could sell it at five times the, the value I bought it for. That's what he said. They pimped it up and he was like, go on, sell it then. And he had to convince them that he was holding out for a higher bid, which is why he mm-hmm. didn't. But then the next episode is he finds out there are vandals outstripping cars. So he's <laughs> trying to stay up all night with his mum so they don't come along and take her clothes and off, st- basically. <laughs> <laughs> and then okay. there's another one where he goes on a long drive up to a mountaintop and he's got to put antifreeze in the car and his mum's got drunk on it. Well, that, that's, a nice little, that's a nice little plot idea. 
It is, like but that. somehow it, yeah, it, it, it sounds like, actually, it sounds a bit funny, but you watch it and I don't know. It's, I I think it's like the, the Jerry, Jerry Van Dyke. I'm sure it's Jerry Van Dyke. I'm going to have to check. Yes, Jerry Van Dyke. But it, he seems like he's half asleep throughout it. <laughs> he probably, yeah. Yeah. He's sleepwalking through the episode. It, it seems like no one wanted to be there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there we go. Excellent. Anything else, Mike? Yeah, I've done uh, some thinking about this, you know, from my memory. Um, And I remember it being very heavily um, disliked because of the amount of raunchiness going on. It was almost as if as soon as husbands went out, that women just got fucking so wet they needed to fucking try and fuck the milkman, the builder, the plumber. Like, you know what I mean? Like when like the milkman comes over and they're like, oh, hello. I'm swear there's another sitcom where there's um, someone there, comes in. There's lots of sexy milkmans in sitcoms, isn't there? It's one of those tropes that yeah. women want to sleep with the milkman. It's really weird. There's lots of that. In fact, it's pretty much solely based on that. A lot of Most of the comedy or at least action takes place inside the break room where they've got nudity on their lockers and stuff and they're like Ah. Um, is it like confessions of a milkman is it along those is it like I don't know I guess so yeah they tried to go deeper though because they oh did they they hired a woman milk person Ah. and they get into a big Especially nowadays, controversial conversation as to well, why is not Manchester called Person Chester then? Why do we have to be called Milk People? Um, and all that sort of shit. But um, they, yeah, just so much sexism and things like that. There's a black man in this, uh, and the words for him, or you know, his rhyme sheet is just it's written so much by a white man. Oh, um, dreadful patois. So he drinks Trinidadian rum all the time and uh, just, you know, re- makes very obvious references to the fact he's black all the time. Yeah. And um, what year was this? 82, was it? No, 84, sorry. 1984. Mm. I mean, yeah. you'd, it's taking the 70s innuendos and, and cultural inappropriateness and trying to continue it through to 1984. Yeah, uh, there's many references to Vince Powell, who uh, did make loads of other projects um, and did this sort of humour before. And it worked very well in movies and things like this because slapstick's a thing. And the further back you go, the more co- accepting this comedy was. But mm-hmm. um, to build a whole, well, attempt to build a whole franchise on uh, lad, 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 milkman, uh, I'm going to go around her house and give her a, you know, a bit of... Like two pints of lager. Yeah, just like that. (laughs) But they both got long-term partners. (laughs) I'm I'm visualising fucking, what's his name, Reg Varney on the buses, that kind of thing where he stops off to to, to the passengers as a quick, you know, how's your father? But once again, that was back like the carry-on days of of gold. But this, it's like, it feels like they missed their mark, really. Yeah. They, the thing is, like with that sort of thing, it's kind of followed with, uh, especially carry on stuff, like is always followed. Oh, matron. Oh, mm. yeah. And it's always followed with like a 
you know, like uh, I'll do cookie. And it's always like really comedic, whereas this takes it into that sort of banterish. Yeah. Of, which um, Baldy. It's a negative. It's a, yeah, it's a negative. Mm. Um, th- that's, that's the truth of it in my quick research of this non fun house based version of bottle boys <laughs> right um uh, yeah the acting i did watch a bit of an episode then i had it muted um and obviously the acting's terrible the cinematography i would say was probably the worst thing some of the shots are way too close some of the angles are completely off i must assume that their set was so small because the budget was so constrained that they can't really <laughs> get you know they have to get in close because that's just how big the set is yeah um, and as I said, most of the action takes place in the break room, yet again, probably because they couldn't afford that many sets, so on and so forth. Um, but yes, that is pretty much sums up what I've what I've what I found. Um, oh, the other thing is I looked for reviews on this, and uh this might sum it up for you, Stu. Uh there's three on IMDB. One says it's painful, one star. Uh this show probably would have worked in 1972. Uh, but on the buses, but in 84, the cliches of Randy Milkman, uh, the Buxom Secretary, the drunk Scotsman, and the laid back West Indian, where you get the idea. Yeah. Uh doesn't come off. Um, and then there's someone who says 10 out of 10, one of the best TV shows. <laughs> one of the best uh old TV shows. I would so love to have on DVD if it was out to buy. And he spelt wood, wood, as in from a tree. Is it Jay Davidson? (laughs) (laughs) R.C. Brown. Darren Dawson, hyphen 37417. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Cool. Well, I'm going to go with My Mother the Car. Yeah. (laughs) I would as well. (laughs) So I don't get burnt at the stake. <laughs> now, now you did. Now you've decided. Can I just say uh, this? The, the Bottle Boys was. This is how bad it is. It was written by Vince Powell, who was very known. Who was known for creating "Love Thy Neighbor," mm, which so, was inc- incredibly PC, wasn't it? Oh yes, perfectly PC. Yes, no, 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 no racism on both sides whatsoever. During a conflicting time, of uh, yeah, um, yeah. So I, it's it's fucking ridiculous. Uh, it's it, it's like it's proper social, you know, workers' club comedy. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, way it was dated, but it was already dated by the time it came out, and yeah, fucking awful. But yeah. Well, and I, I wish I could have listened to more of your explanation of uh, my mother, the car, but I do. I've got more questions about things like like scenarios that he would find himself in. Like, so when you fart whilst you're driving, are you farting on your mum? Does she get pissed off at that? Well, well. I, <laughs> um, now this this is something that uh, that I don't know what was in it, but I just know the original pilot that was black and white. They they end up cutting a scene for the actual release. I don't know why, but. The car backfired. That's all I know. And they cut that scene. <laughs> so you might have just, you know, hit, hit the nail on the head with farts there, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, but because uh, yeah, like, there's like so many scenarios like that that would um, 
you know, like uh, your sort of your, your mind gets thinking about. But what if what if there's like ice on the road and you skid off the road and you destroy her or whatever? Like, is she dead? Yeah. Um, how crashed can she be? And then parts replaced before the your mum's not part of the car anymore. Well, that, that, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're going back to um, uh, is it? Oh, what's his name? Trigger's broom. Is it Trigger's broom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, 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 I wonder if she's just like, the. How much are you changing? Um, yeah. I'm going to put a picture up here very quickly. I can't remember the name of the actor, but this is Captain Manzini, and he's a recurring character in this. And he is insistent, he's adamant on owning this car, apparently. Oh, it's the car I want. And he even ends up going to, he reproduces this car. Um yeah. Uh, he makes fake versions of this car to try and replace the original car so he mm. can get it. I don't know how much money this guy's. And he challenges into <laughs> races, uh, races <laughs> on, on this. But um, it's um, there. That's Captain Manzini right there with his beautiful ah. moustache. Um, okay. I'm going to have to find well, the name of the actor in a moment. Well, if you're ever looking like for somebody to, I was going to say, if you're, if you're ever looking for somebody to cosplay as... Oh well, there you go. He's, he's <laughs> a man. Yeah, yeah, but um, I'll find the actor's name in, in a second. Uh, <laughs> but uh, he he was quite well known. I said he looks like the Pringles guy. I found out the actor actually was well known for doing Doritos adverts. Oh really? Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, fucking hell! What was his name? Uh, Avery Schreiber. Uh, I think Taz actually put the name in in chat earlier. But uh, yeah, he was he he, he was quite a well known comedian. Yeah. Uh, apparently yes. in Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Uh, I don't remember. Okay. Was he in Bedknobs and Broomsticks? I don't remember that. But that's I cool. don't remember that character. I don't remember a Pringles in Tweed character being in Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Um, uh, okay. Yeah. Chat's on um, crack. But Sorry. Can I, just, can I just interrupt? <laughs> Are you... I'm that I'm so stupid that I've only just realised that you're wearing flat caps for Peaky Blinders, and I'm from Birmingham. Is that the no, point? No, we've we I got this um, when we did a charity my hat when we got oh. my, uh, when we did a charity shop challenge, and then it just came to a thing where I'd wear it, and then Mike found his, and then oh. for some reason we just keep wearing them when we stream. Um, I mean, they both yeah. really suit you. Don't get me wrong. I just, I wasn't sure because you'd mentioned right. the Peaky Blinders just, a few I'm times. I'm just going to show you this. This is, this is, this is not great for my penis. Guess, this is, this is me with my, with my glasses on, and then I realise it looks like I'm going down the allotments. <laughs> uh, it's a, it's, it's a good it's look. Quite a change. <laughs> it's a good look with your headphones on, going down the allotments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to stream me uh, digging up the carrot cabbages on Twitch. <laughs> Listen to some Dr. Dre. What's what I pumping chowns on? <laughs> Nobody forgot about him. I bloody didn't anyway. <laughs> Ed. Yes. You are two for two. Oh yeah, we are actually. Yeah, are because the last two, one's yes. a two-pointer. The last one. The last two one's a two-pointer. 
So that means if I win this round, then we get to actually fucking not pockets for the first time in ages. Oh. Or Ed gets a fucking clean sweep, destroys me, and Stu has a secret crush on Ed. But that's fine. Yeah. You're it's both been very lovely. Won one, though. I thought I've been doing quite well. And then last year we did a, to- a tally up and I was doing shit. I haven't won anything in ages. Yeah. Uh, I, man, I said in the Discord earlier, I don't know what it is. I've had like a bit of an illness. And today my glands have kind of, they've reduced now. They're not as painful as they were before. But I just did a really weird mood. I don't know what it is. And I'm, I'm trying my hardest. Um, but that's my excuse, is what I'm saying. Um, You've been perfect. Right. Pleasant. <laughs> so we are now going to do round three and that means we're going to try and um well come up with some shit to do with the series that says that Stu's mentioned i did as the same prerequisite as every other guest on the pocket knockers give uh Stu the uh the instruction to say choose some off the wall ones that we probably wouldn't have heard of um and i well ed's highlighted one so have you heard of one of you no i just clicked uh i've not heard any of them i've not heard of any single one of these i've already looked and no i'm quite i I watch too much tv and i'm surprised i haven't heard of any of these so you fucking you've done well you've done well for obscurity here well i i'm a i'm a big big adult swim fan so I've gone. I've gone with all Ooh. adult swim shows. Yes, I do recognise one as an adult swim show now. Um, yeah, Drinky Crow Show. Yeah, oh, I, I, like I, maximum, I, but I've not. I, done was much adult, adult swim, swim. Uh, before two thousand? Adult swim was. Yeah, it's been going for yeah. years. Yeah, it really. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> oh, fucking stench coming through this window. I tell you. I thought you were saying you were smelling bullshit off him then. <laughs> like, you know what? Do you know what? My list is after 2000. You're what? Are you fucking shitting me? My list, it, it, some of them are after 2000. Sorry, is this fucking new and tasty? Are you fucking real? What you're fucking doing right now? <laughs> for those of you who don't know, there's a bit of a joke uh, on Stu's podcast in our timestamp, where they were playing Oddworld Abe's Odyssey, and um, they uh, were all playing the PS1 version, uh, apart from the guest who was playing New and Tasty. At that point, Dave rose to the spectrum, started playing New and Tasty, and then uh, said rather rampantly how great and much better and easier it was, meanwhile leaving Stu in the dark about the whole thing the whole time, so he's still struggling away on the PS1 oh, version. Oh, I genuinely forgot that I gave, yeah, okay. So he's done the same to us. He's made us struggle now through trying to come up and wrangle around series Z's that were uh, between there. But you know what? Um... I don't know why, actually. Shall we? Let's. Uh, how many would you say, Stu? Have you got your list there? No. Um, oh, don't fucking I'd, worry. I'd probably right? say. Uh, I'd probably say quite a lot of them were after two thousand. There, there are there are a few that are probably pre two thousand. But yeah, Ad, Adult Swim was uh, used to in America. A cartoon Network of an evening used to change transmission so it was Adult Swim and then that would show more adult kind of content. Uh, so there's probably... The, 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 the ones that I could have put on there before 2000 would potentially be shows that you would know. And we've got... Uh, shows like Rick and Morty came from Adult Swim and... Uh, <laughs> 
I mean, Fen- Finch Brothers and... Am I right fucking, in saying... He's written one down here. He's putting the dates on them. And one of them's from 2020, Stu. Is it? Yes. Oh, uh, is that... Uh, okay. Beef House. I'll be, oh, yeah, that, that is quite a new one. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> you fucking... <laughs> I, di- I didn't mean to derail the podcast. I forgot I'd given you those, th- th- that specific thing. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. And um, whilst I'm uh, getting dates as well, I'm just going to open Do you need dates? This... Do you need them? Well, we're just well, writing them down now just to see how much you've, you've <laughs> fucked us over. <laughs> I didn't realise I would derail it this much. I'm very oh. sorry. No, no, it's okay. It's just a prerequisite of the entire podcast. <laughs> yeah. do, you, do you want to re-edit this bit so you can go, ah, fucking caught you out? <laughs> you spent ages slogging through fucking old TV programs when I've gone anywhere between fucking 2005 to 2020 so far. <laughs> ah, Never mind. Right, the anyway, shall I... Let's get this wheel up. Um, so, so the last yeah. round is adult swim shows. That yeah. <laughs> oh dear, I didn't. I, I I just didn't think. I didn't think. Evidently, Mike, you were you were <laughs> try doing you, that next time. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see chat right now because I'm using my screens. But has anyone said anything? No, no one said a thing. Oh, um, they, they've I'll all think, left. I'll They're like, think. this isn't this isn't the twenty first. This isn't the twentieth century. What the fuck's this? Um, I'm trying to. I'm just waiting to see because he's just filling in the last couple, and I want to see. Right, okay. So I'm sure see, that's d- post two thousand. I recognise the name. Uh, I'd thought of loads of pre two thousand things as well, and I thought, oh, I don't know. Like I was going to put. Oh. The manor now it's done. So um, I'll, I'll go through your um, your your uh, programs, which is uh, twelve ounce mouse, which is two thousand and five. Okay, uh, Assy McGee, which is two thousand and six. Beef House, which is two thousand and twenty. Uh, the Drinky Crow Show, two thousand and eight. Frisky Dingo, two thousand and six. Mary Shelley's Frankenhole, two thousand and ten. Moral Oral. Moral right? Oral. Yeah, 2005. Squidbillies, 2005. Super Jail, with an exclamation mark, 2007. And Titan Maximum, which is 2009. Anything before 2000 on there? Adult Swim no. was invented in 2001. <laughs> Adult Swim was 2001? Was it really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh under, dear! Under under the Cartoon oh, Network network. God. Oh. <laughs> well, I had to go anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's the thought that counts. Hey man, I think you know this what? is. I think this is the first time that the 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 judge loses. Uh, the, the, the guest <laughs> is an arsehole. Really, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't make any difference because we still won't know what the fuck they are. Yeah, we're still going to have to come up with a load of shit. So true. it doesn't make any difference to the podcast. It's just a, a hilarious fact. At least we noticed. Because if we did just... Well, we would have found out when we did our five minutes of research in a moment, but yeah. Never I mind. I was going to say, I shouldn't have said anything, should I? 
Yeah, it could have confused the fuck out of us trying to look for it. Is this a remake? And then, yeah. and then the, yeah. two, the, the, the two that you that you found, you're like, these were 2007. I could be like, yeah, I forgot about that. The rest are done before 2000, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you'd have to go through each one individually like you just have. Okay. Okay, Ed, uh, sorry. Uh, It was Ed. So it's my turn this time, Stu? Uh, No, it's Ed's. Because Ed Ed went first, then you went last time. Okay, brilliant. Go for it then. Ed's wheel. Tick, 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 Right, okay. I have the Drinky Crow Show, and Michael has... Tick, 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 Van Dyke. Mary Shelley's Frankenhull. Famous for being set in, you know, 1965. Okay. Now then, as always, everyone, we are going to do our five minutes of research... And we will be back with you in a moment um, where we try and sell these films back to Stu. He is going to judge us based on who gets it most accurately to the actual synopsis of the film, but or, or whatever it may be. And also... Um, uh, sorry, I do just... Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Mary Shelley's Frankenhull. Yeah, sorry, wrong thing. Uh, we'll be back in a minute. On, on <laughs> I was like, no, this was 1994. <laughs> it's also a movie. <laughs> yeah, you said movie twice, and it confused me. I was like, it was a it's book. Not a, it's not a movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a book. It was. <laughs> this is before 1960. <laughs> You've gone to the 40s now, if anything. I see a swastika. I'm playing that video. Okay. Right, are we ready? Yeah, go for it. Okay, everyone. Round three, we're back in the room. We have done our five minutes of research, and I, for one, am very looking forward to this. Let's find out which pre-2001 adult swim show <laughs> we think is the best out of what Ed and I have. Stu, please probe us. Okay, so uh, I want to ask Ed about the theme tune because it's a great one for this one, but it isn't uh, anything you'd know. So uh, yeah, it is. It's it's, it's it's the best theme tune okay. ever because okay. it's my favourite comedy series from <laughs> the two thousands. <laughs> um, it, it goes, uh, I'm a crow. Ah! I like to drink. Ah, I'm suicidal. It's a drinky crow show. There we go. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's that's it. Nice, short, simple, but it's. Oh, am I allowed to comment on that? Oh, as if by magic, my wife has appeared with fluid. Um, Okie dokie. So, <laughs> do you have a child? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> shall I take it in turns with you both, or how? Yeah, how but you can to... make a note and then discuss the, the the accuracies or afterwards. It's fine. You, oh, you want me to discuss it afterwards? Yeah, okay. yeah. We don't want to be let on throughout or anything. Right, okay. Or All inaccuracies, right, whichever. Mike, hello. Theme tune. 
I am Frankenstein. I will go through portals. I help people, especially Hitler, and help them be, continue their lives. <laughs> my name is Victor. My wife is fitter than you could imagine. My portals are holes through dimensions. I live in an Eastern European village, but I like pasties. Uh, lovely. That's that's yeah yeah okay. So Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> right, Ed. Three characters. Yeah. Who are uh, they? We've, we've got Drinky Crow, obviously the main guy. Then we've got Uncle Gabby, which is his monkey friend. Uh, and then there was another one. Oh fuck me. I mean, you know, they they they're all so brilliant. It's hard to choose. But then we've got is it? I think there's another bird called Phoebe, in it, uh, and uh, they're they're great. You know, yeah, they're my favourite characters ever. Lovely, Mike. Yeah. your favourite three characters. <laughs> um, well, obviously, uh, Victor Frankenbottom is my favourite character. Uh, he is. Uh, the main character and protagonist of the of the show um i do very much like the way hitler is portrayed in this not a role model um but the idea that victor goes around helping uh past historical figures um it's quite good to see hitler in need in you know in in such a crisis um <laughs> So I'm going to say, just to not pick Victor, because that would be silly, just to pick the main character. Oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to say Hitler. Right. And the other two? What? <laughs> it was your favourite three characters? Oh, oh, fuck. Um, Terry. Ter Terry. So, yeah. and you're the one? That's three. Is it? Victor. Ad oh, Adolf and Terry. Okay. <laughs> Ed, favourite storyline? Uh, my favourite storyline is when he, uh, so Drinky Crow, uh, he gets dumped. Uh, in, it's in the very first episode, but uh, but he wants to go out on the rebound. Um, the only uh, person he can see is a bit of a, like a, you, you know, if you imagine like the, um, the, 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 the drunken, not even a cougar. What's the word in America? But basically, the, the the one that no one wants to touch with the barge pole in the bar. It's that that kind of uh, one that he wants to that he's, he wants to uh, he thinks he's got a chance with. But he he's so disgusted by by it that um, he decides to cut his own eyeballs out, uh, and that that's the only way he can he you know he he will decide to to to, to go out with her because then he doesn't have to see her. Perfect. It's just quite a quite a vivid, vivid opinion of like, oh, I'm gonna gouge my eyeballs out. Because that's him. He's 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 a drunken, depressed, he's... suicidal, hopeless romantic. Mm -hmm. Uh so how many more questions would you like? Let's just um, do one more. more. Yeah, one more. Um I, okay. I, 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 but yeah, get one more, but I've got a nice little bonus fact. Okay. <laughs> uh so uh I've got quite a short attention span, so I would be interested to know how many episodes there are and how long each episode is. 
Uh, Ed, we'll start with you. And the episode's uh, about uh, 10 minutes long. Nice, short episode. Uh, what was the other question? And how many? Oh, wow. There's been like uh, um, 60 of them. Uh, 61, including <laughs> a special. Okay. Yeah. Mike? Well, uh, these being, um, you know, Adult Swim uh, shorts, if you like, uh, based on the Cartoon Network uh, broadcasting um, studio, uh, they are short. They are, I think, 14 minutes in length. Uh, they have, however, done 20 of them because there's three seasons taking us to 1972. Um, and then they stopped after that just when uh, Faulty Towers was released. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jeez. All right, then. Uh, <laughs> is that is that your link there to uh, you know why it's the sixties and sixties to the two thousand? Is that what you? Yeah, going yeah, for? yeah. Sixties to two thousand. I, yeah. I, I I have a link there as well. Uh, the, the Drinky Crow oh. Show was based upon on. a comic series in nineteen ninety four. Mm. So there mm. you go. Although this was released in two thousands, it started as a comic strip in there. Uh, yeah, ninety four. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, Broken Hole was actually released in 2010 for anyone who wants an actual fact. <laughs> <laughs> well, I... Yeah, okay. So... <laughs> <laughs> Just to clarify, Stu, we're not actually any sort of unhappy at this point just to clarify <laughs> it's fine it's absolutely okay, good. fine good good, I, I good. Just, as long as I'm we're just, clear i'm disappointed in myself <laughs> <laughs> not disappointed in either it's of right, you we're trying to me. reel it back to the actual subject so. yeah <laughs> no it's fine <sighs> honestly it's it's interesting it's realized so how little adult swim i've ever watched really yeah watch yeah. it it's great loads of great shows like i said things like rick and morty uh Venture brothers uh, Space Ghost Coast to Coast, Sea uh, uh, Lab twenty fourteen. Is it Sea Lab twenty fourteen? There's just loads of really really good good stuff what, what, on there. What was the one where they look like milkshakes? Yeah, Aquatine Hunger Force. That's yeah, yeah. that's that's uh, brilliant as well. That's supposed then, to be good. Modern yeah. Toss. Say again. Modern Toss. Modern Toss wasn't that wasn't that wasn't was not Adult Swim. No, that was on BBC. It was based upon like a set of like once again was it comic strips or something like that, like single picture frames. But uh, Modern uh, Toss, I believe they still do like uh, uh, greetings cards and things like that. Oh no, you're absolutely. Why am I bundling that in with Adult Swim then? Why are you uh, bundling that in with Adult Swim? I remember uh, watching it at the same time as Aquatine Hunger Force. Like we're talking like three in the morning uh, when really? I was staying. Oh, yeah, didn't yeah. Know they so, ever repeated it? That's cool. Well, they repeated it obviously at very antisocial hours, and I mm. blended Modern them together. Modern tosh. They're very good, by the way. Hi, mm. this book I bought from you—it's fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, I, 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 there's a lot of uh, great stuff, uh, and they get loads of cool. Uh, like Eric Andre, he does a lot of stuff yep. with Adult Swim. Uh, bands like Mastodon, they do a lot of things with Adult Swim. And Adult Swim's got uh, a lot of kind of almost talk shows that have a lot of cool bands play. Uh, and obviously um, Tim and Eric, their Adult Swim. And uh, Beef, Beef House is uh, a new Tim and Eric series. It's like a sitcom with loads men living in a house together. So 
Oh. Anyway, <laughs> that aside, Edwins. Wow, what a clean sweep. Oh, fucking hell. Jesus. Jesus. He, he doesn't okay. win often, but when he does, he wins big. Uh, Mike remembered that Hitler was in it, and that was about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was intrigued by it. I thought he was a recurring character. Is he a recurring character, Hitler? No, he's no. in one episode. Um, oh. <laughs> it, it, so it, it, every episode, he goes through portals to help people. Am I right? Yep, that's right. From, he goes into yeah. different So I got that zones. right. Yeah, you did. Um, and he's from an Eastern European village, which I said in the theme tune. You did. I mean, well, I you, should have fucking won on those two things alone. You were, uh, yeah, but you blew your load on the theme tune and then it went downhill from there. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so. speaking of theme tunes, what were you, what did you want to say about the theme tune I did? I, I made you weren't a million miles off because it goes the drinky crow, show drinky crow, the drink, which you kind of ended your song on. It's the drinky crow show, which is actually quite similar to the Does it make crow, crow noises? Uh, he does at the end, yeah. Oh, fucking hell. There you go. <laughs> Are you trying to imply that my one wasn't close at all? It was, uh, I can't remember how the Frank and all, I just remember it like, ha ha ha, Frank and all. And did, I can't did remember they discuss they, pasties in it? They don't discuss did they, did they pasties. they say that he, that he likes pasties? I, I have no recollection of pasties. Uh, yeah. Okay. It's well, disappointing. It's, I don't uh, want to watch it now. Is it? Unfortunately, your memory's <laughs> let you down a bit there. All right, okay. Well, anyway, I enjoyed it. It was a good theme tune. I mean, uh, I for a genuine. different show. Yeah. It was, a, it was a good theme tune. But, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry, Ed, Ed, Ed took the lead. No, that's fine. On all did, three fucking did, rounds. Did, there you did go. F- did, was that what was fucked up? I mean, I'm going to have to look it up now because I wasn't reading anything. Well... I don't oh. feel bad that I lost this one at all. I think if uh, anyone who's been watching the Pocket Knockers for any amount of time will know that Ed loves watching old shit. And Ed especially likes watching old series. So I think if Ed's going to win one a year, it's got to be this one. Um, <laughs> can I make, a, can I make a, a, a special shout out for a series that is apparently what's supposed to be one of the worst series ever? Uh, along, not not as because of the crudeness of Bottle Boys, but it's supposed to be because you mentioned Are You Being Served earlier. Yeah. Um, you've got Molly Sugden who is in uh, Are You Being Served. You know the one who keeps going on about her pussy. But during <laughs> right. during a break for Are You Being Served, the creators came up with a, a series called Comeback Mrs. Noah, where she won like uh, a, a cookery of the year award or something, and her treat was to go um, uh, and. S- see this space station that they're about to launch that was going to go on a on a long journey um it's set in 2050 but she ends up in there with a bunch of other people with about four other people and then she just gets sent into orbit around the earth um so it's really odd so it's got that kind of little slight sci-fi element with weird cultural references of what you know it's it's a parody of what they expect the future to be like um it wasn't terrible. I ended up watching three, four episodes of it because I thought I, I wanted to say, yeah, it's shit and bring it into it. But I couldn't see it's brilliant because it's nowhere near brilliant. But it's a bit silly. Um, there, there are clips of it on YouTube. Um, I think, yeah, it's, 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 worth, it's worth a watch. But I just it's supposed to be bad. But maybe I'd like bad stuff sometimes. It's one of those good, bad type things. Yeah. 
Oh, that sounds yeah. real. That's a, does she refer to stroking her pussy a lot? No, she doesn't. She's actually quite a likable character in this, I found. Oh. Rather than, because I fucking hate her character. You know, Maybe it was comeuppance for her character in... Are you Maybe, so? but they, they just thought they would find something, you know, they, they brought her into it just to, 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 to fill the, the, the gap between uh, the two, you know, two series of Are You Being Served? And uh, yeah, it, it, I mean, the pilot was in December and then they brought the, the rest of the series out in July. You could tell they redid the sets and everything. But yeah, um, uh, I, I spoke to somebody, Fizbin, who's often in chat. Uh, he says he remembers seeing it first time round, and he thought, God, this is awful. Maybe it's the datedness of it that we like. I don't know. Yeah. But, I don't yeah. know. They par- parodied her in um, Filthy Rich and Catflap. Yes. She's on, we're on the version of uh, Blankety Blank. Yeah. And uh, yeah. It's a good, good episode. Filthy Rich and Catflap. If you've not seen it, it's the. Hidden gem between the young ones and bottom. It really is, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's hard to explain because you try and tell people to watch it and then you set high hopes. <laughs> yeah. don't, don't go in with overly high hopes. Don't think, oh, it's going to be, oh, you, you can't believe that no one ever talks about this because you can't believe no one ever talks about it. It doesn't mean it's better than bottom or young ones, but yeah, it's still it's, good. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's the worst of the three, but yeah. it's, if you if you do like... Their writing, then yeah. it's uh, it's it'll be up your alley. Yeah, Lo- loads and loads of eighties uh, uh, comedians in it. Loads, yeah. Smith and Jones, yeah. Chris Barry, uh, loads, all of them, all yeah, of those all three, of them. No, all are of the three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There we go. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> Hi. No, no, you carry on. I'm, I'm happy. I was just going through those lists, our lists, yeah. um, just to see what I have watched and not. Uh, just to clarify, I haven't watched Are You Being Served in at least twenty years. Um, uh, so that means both. I've not seen any from your shit list. So that means both our shit lists basically I've never seen. Obviously, yeah. I've never seen anything that Stu mentioned. Yeah, I've never watched the young ones. I watched Steptoe's Son when I was well, maybe like ten. So yeah, like basically twenty years ago. I've never watched One Foot in the Grave, Porridge. I have watched Open All Hours, but not for at least ten years. I have watched Blackadder. I've never watched Monty Python's Flying Circus. I have watched Only Fools and the Horses. Not watched Morgan Mindy. I have watched Brass Eye. But I haven't watched anything on this entire spreadsheet in the last five years. So one of the ones I suggested to you for a bad one was Heil Honey, I'm Home. Uh, I'm not sure if you've seen that one, Stu. I haven't seen it, but I am aware of it. They did one episode of it. And it's imagine like the Love Thy Neighbor setting again, except the the one family is um, uh, Adolf Hitler and Eva Braun, who, um, who live next door to a Jewish couple. Uh, and so, yeah, it's it's odd. I think they were really going for the edgy side of it. It was supposed to be a, a parody of that style, I guess. Um, but immediately they went, uh, they, they did the, the one episode and then the rest of it was never aired. Everyone just fucking hit the roof and went, you can't fucking do this. And Hitler, it, was, it was scrapped. Hitler wasn't played by Kevin Aldon, was he? No, this is 1990. Uh, uh, Neil, Mac- Neil McCall. Neil Morrissey, I thought you were going to say that. Neil uh, Morrissey plays Adolf Hitler. Neil McCoy. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, yeah, very quickly. Yeah, in, in 1938, Hitler and Eva Braun lived in Berlin next door to a Jewish couple, Amy and Rosa Goldstein. Uh, 
Uh, they have a little oh, in common dear, with yeah. them. Um, Hitler, um, but Hitler, for example, appears in a golfing sweater and cravat, as well as military garb. Um, <laughs> oh the show is God. a spoof, not of the Third Reich, but of the sort of sitcoms produced in the US between the 50s and the 70s. Um, that would embrace the idea how no matter how stupid. So that's what it was supposed to be. It was supposed to be kind of like that's how ridiculous these, yeah. these kind of sitcoms in the US are supposed to be. Um, I mean, yeah, they all had like, you know, New York accents, for instance. It uh, was, I don't think it was just not, it, uh, what's the poorly executed, I guess, is. is bad, is, bad, but yeah. Scherner phrase there. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it was actually. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, oh, Kevin Elkin played Hitler in Big Train. Sorry. It was shown at 9.30 p.m. on a Sunday after an episode of Dad's Army. Perfect then, target. You, it might be a perfect target audience, actually. Well, yeah, yeah. It, that, that, was, that was when it was, um, yeah, it was commissioned by um, t- television channel Galaxy, part, part of Sky. And it's shown at 9.30 p.m. on a Sunday after an episode of Dad's Army. During the credits of Dad's Army, the, the announcer said, and unless Arthur Lowe defeats him, it's the man himself in a few moments. In hell, honey, I'm, hell, honey, I'm home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Excellent. So Army some good stuff. Good. Some good stuff. That was an excellent one, that was. I quite, I, re- I really enjoyed this. I mean, Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's been a good laugh. Yeah, 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 for sure. I'm just—it was a challenge. Yeah, that's for sure. I I will go with that. I would say it's probably the most challenging one uh, we've ever done. Yeah, for me personally, it's well out of my ballpark. Well, um, I was I was originally going to go for comedians. Um, I wouldn't think I would have been able to make ten. I mean, like yeah. But that could have yeah, been potentially difficult. quite difficult, especially yeah. coming up with 10 comedians and then you then having to describe them. Yeah. I don't even know how that would work. He's got big ears yeah. and he sweats a lot. <laughs> um. <laughs> I dreamt about Lee Evans the night before last. That's weird. Uh, don't we all? You broke you my sweat- dream. Were you sweating after that? <laughs> I was sweating after that, yeah. yeah. I got a suit on in bed. <laughs> soaking. <laughs> Just wrapped up yeah. in a sleeping bag. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Gaffer tape to the bed. <laughs> Going back to Jackass now. Yeah. Okay. Everyone, thank you very much for listening. Um, this has been series is from the 1960s to 2010 with uh, Stu the Brummy. Uh, you can find everything he's done and doing on stewthebrummy.com. Um, and as mentioned earlier in the podcast, 10 hour timestamp is a personal favorite of mine. Check that shit out. Um, Stu, anything else to add to that? Uh, no, thank you very much for having me. I, I am available for work of all varieties. If people want uh, any music or voiceover or writing or anything, just shout. I like ah. work. Ah. Where, where should people shout you at? Uh, on on Twitter mainly. Give me a shout on Twitter or uh, yeah. The d- details are on stewthebrummy.com. I should probably link to my email on there. But no, I'll get weird emails then. Uh, but yeah, when do they can't contact you if you haven't put an email down? Visit the it's, website. It's Twitter. Look well, at it. <laughs> I expect. Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe I should set up an email address specifically for stewthebrummywork at gmail.com, potentially. 
<laughs> oh shit! It's taken. Oh, <laughs> never, never mind. Oh. No, seriously, okay. thank you both for having me on. It's been a lot. No, no, thank you. Loved it. Been lovely to meet you. I've yeah, heard you your too. voice for quite a few hours now. Uh, so it's good to actually meet you and get to know who you are. A liar. Mm. Um, <laughs> a liar and a fraud. Yeah. <laughs> Ed, anything you would like to add? Uh, no, I just yeah, I've, I've, it's one I've really enjoyed because we we I'd, I'd love talking about like just comedy sitcoms, especially when it comes to British stuff. I tried to throw some American stuff, which which is good because we had the my mother the car, um, <laughs> that was great. Um, but no, I've I've enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Oh, good stuff. You. Okay, everyone. Then from all of us, it's a goodbye. And uh, we're sorry for talking about Hitler so much. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs>